Welcome, everybody, to Subtle Interference. I'm one of your hosts, Bob. I'm Alex, and Bob's fucking up the intro again. Erica, it's great to have you here as a co-host, at least for... No, I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. Guest star. He's you're, you're definitely a guest star, because you're going to be here for like five minutes I'm... after we got everything working. <laughs> I am a guest star, yes. Hello. Yeah. Hello out there. Erica's leaving. I am. I have a life to go lead. Oh, don't, don't. Pretend. Before the road don't warrior wasteland. Lie. Don't lie on the podcast. I would never lie on a podcast. Unlike Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn would lie on a podcast. Oh. Oh, he so, would definitely lie on a podcast. While you're here, I want to talk about something else. Something that's so much more important. Sure. Bob, Erica, give me your thoughts on Justice no, League. No, I want your thoughts on Justice nope, League. No, you're going first. I asked the question. Okay. Uh, we did do a, um, after the movie, we haven't posted it yet, but no we one, do have one. No one cares. I know, no one gives a shit. Um, in the grand pantheon of DC messes... I would say it was one of the better ones. It's not a good movie. Eh, no. But in again, in the grand pantheon of the latest DC movies, it's probably like the second best one. I would describe it as okay and also the second best one. Yeah. Bob, I had fun. I just thought it was... <laughs> and no, again, we, we get into it a lot more in depth in the... In the after the movie episode, but it's just, it was so, you all right there? Oh, did he fart again? Baba Dog's like dropping bombs here, folks, and it's murdering Alex. Um, I haven't gotten it yet. It hasn't wafted over here. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, it just, it, it, it really felt like it was kind of given the directive. Oh, there it is. Oofa. Um, Go make this as Marvel as possible, and then we're going to bring in Joss to, like, punch up the dialogue a little bit, so we're going to get real quippy. It didn't even feel Marvel-y to me. It felt very disjointed. It was a very disjointed movie. Well, and I think that's understandable. You know, you you had to have Joss come in um, late to the movie to read, shoot a lot of stuff, and to finish it, so it makes sense that it's disjointed. I think, you know, it was fun enough it wasn't a great movie but i had a few moments where i turned to bob and i was just kind of like what the fuck was that like when they're in that tunnel like the end of that sequence and oh yeah cyborg just leaves and they're all just kind of like there cyborg just pieces out and while everyone's they, getting like killed and then they cut and then they're all out of the tunnel yeah. And it's like, okay, this scene is over. There was a lot of just skipping things or referencing conversations that must have happened in a scene that got cut. That happened at least once where it was when they were digging up Superman's grave and the Flash and Cyborg were talking to each other. And they started talking about, remember all those stories Wonder Woman told us? And it's like, what what stories? What scene got cut? Right. Why did they leave this dialogue in? And while I'm remembering, there were two people in this movie who I actually thought were excellent. One was Amy Adams, which is no surprise because Amy Adams is a great actress. Correct. But for a change, I thought Henry Cavill was so good in this movie. Because this is the Superman that we should have had all along. He was awesome from, I mean, every scene he was in immediately got better. And now I will say the one person who was fucking terrible, who should have never been cast, 
and I'm going to go to my grave saying this makes no sense when they don't use people from TV. Ezra Miller sucked as the Flash. Well, we, we talked about this on an earlier episode, didn't we? Or maybe yes, it was just use Grant Gustin. Right. Use the people that you have. It doesn't make sense. The one thing I really appreciated was that there was a Green Lantern at the beginning of it. That made me happy. And that it was a long down kind of <laughs> fall from there. Well, I was like, hey, that's exciting. I just thought everything with Superman and Lois Lane was was great. Because like, it was like, that was the Superman we should have. When he first woke up and they're fighting him, and he's got the three of them by the neck. Oh, with the Flash? And then the Flash that goes behind him, and he just turns to look at him like, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> I'm just as fast as you. That was awesome. But... <laughs> It, everything Superman was great. And that was the other thing is Steppenwolf looked like such a geek once Superman showed up. What did I tell you? He looked like a geek the entire movie. He looked he, terrible. But at least he was like, it made everyone else look like a geek too, that all these people are having like losing fights to him. And then Superman shows up and it's like, who is this dork? <laughs> right? He was like a low level jobber in pro wrestling compared to Superman. I was going to say, din it, din it, din it. And you got I'm, Carl Drogo floating in there looking like all Roman Reigns and shit. Um, th- I'll t- that what a was, waste of a that character. Was, well, that was my other thought. Oh, the waste. <laughs> the, okay, I'll get to that. That was my other thought was Aquaman traditionally is always such a geek side character. And at least they had the foresight to be like, let's cast the beefy hot guy who looks like a male model. Like... Roman Reigns wannabe, Jason Momoa. Like, that was good casting. But then the thing that was funny was... He takes his shirt off. (laughs) Hey, you know, look. The guy looks good. What (laughs) can I say? What can I say? The guy looks good. What was that? Sex sells. It does. Uh, It didn't make me like the movie anymore, but it was like, oh, he took his shirt off. Speaking of Aquaman, I don't know all the sub-Aquaman characters, like the sub-characters from that series. That whole little sojourn into Atlantis was like... Well, and all of a sudden... Wouldn't this have made more sense if we had the Aquaman movie already? All of a sudden, Amber Heard just pops up as whatever that character's name is. That's Mira, is her name. And I was like, why is Amber Heard in this movie for like... Two minutes. Right. This is so weird to cast someone like that well, and was, barely ever in the movie. You can't do your big team up movie without having the individual movies beforehand. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Because I don't get any characterization for these people. I like what's his face? Carl Drogo, because he's Carl fucking Drogo. He's great. Yeah, you're just thinking of him as a Game of Thrones guy <laughs> instead right, of exactly. Aquaman. Cyborg got like a little bit. He got more. His dad was Joe Morgan, and that's fucking. He rad. got more development than anyone else who was new. The Flash was just there. I mean, that guy sucked. See, I disagree. I thought the Flash got the best development of all. Eh. What? Oh yeah, I'll join your team. I'm bored. No, no they friends. went. They went through his whole. You know, he went. They go to the prison. You meet his dad. You get his backstory. You do meet Doctor Manhattan. That's right. Yes, you do. So see, it's only been like it's been what three days, and you've completely forgotten about all of this. No, I remember that that he went there, but I just much more than Cyborg. Cyborg was just, oh yeah, I almost died. Joe Morgan is my father. Joe Morgan is my dad. He brought me back. See, I think the problem is with you for the Flash that you like the Flash TV show. Well, 
and it's not even just the TV show itself. It's just the fact that you already have someone who's a very good actor who's playing right. that character. Right. And it just makes no sense to me. Like, the point I always make is, you know, they're doing these crossovers every year for all the DC shows on the CW. And it would be so much cooler if people were also crossing over from the movies. Like, you could easily do something where next year they're just fighting some mega badass whoever... And they're just getting destroyed. And all of a sudden, Henry Cavill shows up as Superman to save the effing day. Like, that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. It would instead, be really- of, instead of Jabroni from Superman, who they cast to be him, some geek, you know, some nobody. I don't understand the... Because Marvel does that now, too. Like, they did have some crossover, and then they were like, they yeah, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They're two separate universes. I, I think... I think- a lot of it comes down to how difficult it is to get uh, movie stars on TV, um, and all the inherent. Are you suggesting that. that Ben Affleck wouldn't want to be on a CW show? That is correct. That is exactly what I'm saying. How tuned out was he? He's done. <laughs> he doesn't care. He does not give a shit. He's just taking that sweet paycheck and oh, going yeah. to the bank. I I just I don't believe you couldn't get Henry Cavill to show up for like one day of shooting. Well, I think the studios don't want it either because there's clearly that Hollywood cast system where the movie stars are on top. And unless you're doing HBO or some very rare limited series that have a lot of um, prestige prestige behind them, they do not want those people crossing over. You know, they make that joke in, th- uh, what was it? Not 30. I'm sorry. I just started thinking about The Prestige, the movie from Christopher Nolan, and I, I got a little sidetracked. Oh, sorry. That's okay. That's a great fucking movie. You ever see that shit? No. Really? That's a good one. No. Christian Bale, uh, what is it? Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson. I, I know of magicians. it. I've never watched it. David Bowie's in that piece, too. He's Nikolai so, Tesla. Geez. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah. Tangents. I know, I know what you're saying, though, that for some reason it's viewed as less than doing TV, unless it's like an HBO thing. But Which I don't is under- dumb because I don't- a lot of television is like a thousand times better than well, fucking I don't, movies I don't too. understand that mindset because if, if, you know, who's a major movie star? If George Clooney were to show up on a TV show on NBC, I wouldn't suddenly be like, oh, George Clooney has become less. He's still George Clooney. Yeah, that's just the way that they think, though, Alex. And they're like... Well, they got a lot of backwards thinking yeah. up in Hollywood, as we know. Yes. Out of backwards thinking everywhere. Um, yes. But, look, it's just funny to me. Like, this Crisis on Earth X thing, the miniseries they ran on the CW to cross over all four DC shows. How much do you think they spent on that, on a TV show budget? Four episodes on a TV show budget. What do you think? Maybe, like, five million? More than that. How much would you guess? What would be your guess? Four TV episodes? In modern day, probably closer to fifteen. Okay, fifteen million. Okay, even still though, fifteen million. Fifteen as million dollars. How much did they spend on Justice League? Just on the movie, three hundred million. But you got to think of the income system for TV versus movies. For movies, you're getting direct sales. You know, you can count. Oh, Alex, you're trying to make a point. He's shitting all over. I am. No, no, I understand what he's saying. My point is just. This, you don't need on, money. On, you, money doesn't quality. equal good right. filmmaking. No, you're right. And if you gave Greg Berlanti, who produces all these CW shows, 
if you went to him and you said, you know, you made this great crossover that, by the way, for anyone who's watched it knows, blew Justice League right out of the water. It wasn't even competitive. Now, is the CGI terrible? Yes, of course, the CGI is terrible. But the CGI in Justice League isn't that great either. And they're spending way more money. Like, Steppenwolf himself and Cyborg, there are moments where I'm like, did they not do lip sync? And to me, oh, yes. And to me, I feel like if you went to the CW team or the DC team on the CW and you said, okay, you did this. Like, just to say Crisis on Earth X, instead of saying we're going to do it on TV... We're going to release it as a movie. We're going to do a two and a half hour movie instead of doing the four TV shows. And we're going to give you a hundred million dollars to do it. You don't think he could have turned that into a major profit? I think he could have done done, it. They would have done, they would have made way more money percentage wise than Justice League is going to. But no one thinks like this. Well, the whole for some thing reason. is, well, they, I don't know that they think it's like, oh, it's a bunch of big fucking popcorn hogs. They don't give a shit. They're gonna go see it either way. Well, but that's what they—that's what they are thinking <laughs> is that people are gonna go no matter what. I we think throw what you're seeing there. with these DC movies, though, is the diminishing returns. I mean, Wonder Woman did gangbusters, but the other stuff, it's like, I'm gonna wait until I hear what my friends have. To you say. see, I don't, I don't necessarily. I mean, I think the executives think it doesn't matter. The people are gonna go see it. But I do genuinely think that, you know, Zack Snyder and the people making it do really think they're doing a good job and they have a vision. It's just they're not, (laughs) you know. Well, I think there's a vision. There's definitely a vision in place. It's just I don't need the grim, dark fucking Batman and Superman. Superman's not supposed to be grim, dark. No. Batman. Yeah. Batman should be grim, dark. You know, you could have done grim, dark for the first half of man of steel but you had to get to where to superman's character you needed to have superman actually give a shit about earth in no point in that superman saved people in this movie wow which i appreciate it did you like the very beginning with that cell phone footage to try to humanize him yes it's like where was this like the whole like no but no point in man of steel is he like person earth earth is my home and i give a shit about earth he doesn't give a yeah. fuck earth. and that's earth and that's superman he this is his adopted home i don't even like fucking superman this is his adopted home he gives a shit in no point in any of those movies would you think he gave a shit yeah like superman and you know to a lesser extent on the cw supergirl they view themselves as humans right. they're not they don't view themselves as oh i'm an alien who doesn't belong that is part of their story is getting used to being here right right but right they eventually always come around to i'm a human this is my home and this i'm going is to my fight home to i'm it. going to protect it exactly not making out with amy adams atop a pile of fucking bones like dude what are, what are we doing look look i would also make out with Amy Adams on top of a pile of bones if the opportunity arose. I mean, Alex, given the option, I would probably do that too. So I could understand where he's coming from, but nonetheless, maybe don't fail first. Well, that was the whole thing in that first movie. And it's just like, there's parts of it, like we talked about this before, where Pa Kent is like, yeah, maybe you should have let that bus full of children drown. Like, no, that's not the character. Okay? No. All right? Really? And that's like in the newest one where you have a scene where it's Henry Cavill 
Amy Adams and then Diane Diane Lane shows up and look Henry Cavill's not the greatest actor ever or something he couldn't possibly fuck up a scene with Diane Lane and Amy Adams in no. it it's not possible they would have to intentionally you'd have fuck to try it up. really you'd hard. have to really try yes no but that those was scenes like, were good you felt like oh okay there's some emotion and some emotionality here okay but my problem was and I think Bob was a little better at kind of divorcing this from the last two movies was I was like that's not the characterization. Yeah. That's not what you gave me before. And in Batman v Superman: Colin Dawn of Justice, all you did was had that really weird fucking montage of him like in slow motion saving people. Where he looked miserable. Yes, that the entire, entire montage. time. Well, and another thing to just <laughs> compare Justice League to the Crisis miniseries. When I'm watching Justice League, especially at the end, I felt like. It didn't feel like a battle where the fate of the world was at stake. It felt like they were just having a battle for fun. It was like a video game battle. Yeah, Yeah, they were just doing it. And Steppenwolf was a total geek. And he was such a loser. And he was never a threat in any conceivable way. Well, and here's the other thing. Why not just do fucking Darkseid? Well, I think that's where they're going, right? That's where they're going. If they get to make more If they get to make more. But then why else? What I said to Bob in the other podcast was... Why couldn't this whole movie just been, we're trying to find a way to bring Superman back? So, that would have, don't even have a main villain, because this guy didn't fucking matter anyway. Well, in, in And the, then you don't have fucking Ben Affleck saying mother box on a fucking, like, theater screen in 2017. I know, it sounded, it was all so stupid, but. And that's what they're called in the comics, but that's a word that should never be spoken And my point, my point just was, in Justice League, it kind of felt like nothing really mattered, and they were just doing things. And there were no stakes, no. right? There were no stakes. Not really. And they when would've... I watch, and when I watch the Crisis miniseries, they're trying to defend the Earth from Nazis. There's other things going on that I don't want to spoil because I'm hope you know I think you're gonna end up. I watching do want to watch it, but there are other things they're trying to defend people. You know, they're trying to defend their loved one, their loved ones who are in the line of fire. They're doing things that feels like it matters. They're being it, heroes. They're saving people. Right. Wow. If 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 Steppenwolf had sent the parademons to various cities to try and find um the mother box the last mother box and you know, he they were tearing up shit and they could have actually fought parademons. I mean they were trying to do that with the family. Yeah. That it didn't Russian work. family, but it didn't really work. No. That weird, yeah, who cares about that Russian family? Like, it was so weird. It was one of those things that it's like, I know you cut, like, an hour out of this movie. Why is this still in here? I also love the idea that everyone else left the area, but this Russian family's like, no, this is our home. Sticking it out, I must stay in this shack. For the glory of Putin, we will stay. It was Ukraine, to be fair. I thought it was Northern Russia. I thought it was the Ukraine. I'm pretty sure it was Northern Russia. Doesn't matter. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter at all. Okay. Yeah, but we have to debate it because this is something that goes on the internet. I also feel bad for uh, Jesse Eisenberg shaving his head for absolutely no reason at all. Well, he shaved it at the end. He's probably got a bald cap on. He probably didn't really shave his head. Did he? Mm, I, I have no idea. I don't know. I am kind of stoked at the idea of what's his nuts as Deathstroke. Oh, man, that's another one. I think where that's I decent can, casting. That's an it's it's okay. What's his fucking name? Joe Maginello or something. There you go. He's married to Sofia Vergara. Ooh, is he? Yes. What a handsome couple. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if if their baby comes out and it's only a nine, it's like We failed. How did this happen? We Fuck. Failed. 
But no, I can get into that. I think that's decent. It's, casting. it's okay. Once again, there's a death stroke on the on Arrow already, and the guy is awesome. Who plays him? I don't know the actor's name off the top of my head. Fail. You would you would recognize him. No, okay. Okay. He's very good. He's been on Arrow for a lot of seasons. This is great. You know why we well, can't it's been again? A minute why since we can't I've, just use him? Whatever. I've read uh, Green Arrow comics, but I remember him being a fairly a, a he's bit a of major, a mainstay. He's a major yeah. character in Arrow. So I don't know how much time do you have, Erica? I've got about twenty-two minutes. Okay. I I was a little sad that when uh, what it would when uh, Jesse Eisenberg at the very end there he's like, don't you think we should have our own league too? He wasn't like maybe a legion. Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> well, the other thing is you've done space weirdness. Now you're gonna go and do like a small movie with like just shit on like it. it on one hand, I kind of welcome that because you get a little sick of like the gigantic stakes all the time. But you've done the gigantic stakes. Like, what is Dark Side just fucking hanging out? I want Dark Side, and I want him voiced by Andre Brower. God damn it! Or Terry Crews. Hmm. Or anyone from Brooklyn. Or anyone Nine-Nine. from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Is that where we're going? Chelsea Terry Peretti. Get, in there. get her in there. Me. Uh, she can play Granny Goodness. Um. What else? What else? What else? But yeah, I mean, it was... The other thing that annoyed me was they had that scene of Wonder Woman saving people at the beginning of the movie with uh, Randall Tarly. And then... Um, and then she never really does anything for the rest of the movie. She does nothing else for the rest of the movie. But then later in the movie, she's uh, they're like, oh, well, she's like been hidden from the world and hasn't been out like helping people. And it's like, what, what, what was that? What was that? What was that? Did you also, add that scene and you forgot that that line of dialogue was also, in your fucking movie? How many times do I need to watch her slam her bracelets together? Thousands. It felt like it happened at least five times. It did. Like, you know, like any special attack, if you show it too much, Spam people it. are going to eventually Spam that shit, Alex. Well, well, you know, you know a movie uh, that's coming out that is going to take that to the nth degree? The next Pacific Rim. And they're going to use the fuck out of those swords. Yes, they are. What's the song that plays in that trailer? What's the lyrics? You know oh, what I'm talking fuck. about? I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like a slowed down version of the song. Give it all. Something like that. I can't remember the lyrics. I don't care. I'm still going to love it. It's I not going to be that first movie. That's the thing. I, I I've got to get there my mind right. S- there were so many negatives about that first Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. especially. Uh, name one. Especially knowing what source material they were pulling from, like, you know, Evangelion. Clearly pulling heavily from Evangelion. Are, are you suggesting? What's his face? Uh, Guillermo's a big fan of Eva. No, I I know, but just when you look and you compare it to that, it's like, okay, I know the homage you were going for here, but it's not working at that level, that's for sure. But I will say the one thing I loved about that movie was the main theme song. Was bow, awesome. bow, 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 bow. Yes, <laughs> I can't do it, but that was great. I Anytime love that, that movie. theme song started playing, it's that it's, movie's delightful. It's good. I would say it was good <laughs> overall, but it wasn't great it wasn't special i mean i disagree with that but i think you guys might want to watch that movie again we watch that movie on like a regular fucking like monthly basis alex 
Alex. We've seen it recently. It is 90% of the reason I want a 4K TV so I can watch that movie in 4K Blu-ray. Like, if Bob has a spare two hours, he's probably watching Pacific Rim. Well, Bob, you might be able to buy $12 Bose headsets at Target that don't work, but if you were to go buy that 4K TV, you'd be in the ground six feet under for sure. I have no doubt in my mind. You oh, no, I called the bluff. I was like, go ahead, go buy it. Notice how we still don't have it? The bluff was called. Uh, but no, if I have a spare two hours, I'm watching uh, Mad Max Fury Road because that's the greatest action movie of the last decade. Though John Wick exists too. Ooh, John Wick's pretty great. I'd put Mad See? Max above John Wick though. In Dirt. terms of like pure, like, redonkulous action, yes. But Keanu is so fucking good. The world building in John Wick is, is outstanding. Amazing. And I'm yeah. very excited for the third movie. Well, I'll we pause there to look you're, at Bob you're, the dog. you're right. John Wick and Mad Max are both were very good in the past few years, but I'm trying to think of what were some other great recent like p- pure action movies because there really haven't been many in the last decade. There that's the industry has kind of gotten away Not from Not in the way like we've been watching a lot of older action movies we watched um Commando. Hard Target not too long ago, too. Well, we talked about Commando. And, Commando uh, is the best one. And Time Cop, which is delightful. Uh, we watched Hard Target, which features uh, a, a Wilford Brimley attempting to be Cajun, which is delightful. <laughs> so funny. And Lance funny. Hendrickson just being like, I'm going to play the devil, and it's going to be amazing. You know what's a great... I don't know when it came out exactly. I think it was early 2000s, but a great action movie slash comedy tropic thunder tropic thunder is delightful that is great is that ben affleck's last great movie ben affleck, ben affleck was not in that, that movie ben, that was, ben stiller that was ben, ben stiller, stiller and robert downey jr dustin hoffman's not in star wars was was, was owen wilson in tropic thunder no no he's not in no. it tom cruise was in there tom, tom cruise, cruise there. was amazing in that movie yes he was um no it's uh jack black it's um what's his nuts Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Play, doing blackface was unbelievable. What do you mean? That, you res- that resurrected his career. I, I don't. Do you th- think it was that, or do you think it was Iron Man? I think that's what really got him going again. Because wasn't that before Iron Man? That was like 06, and Iron Man may have been like 08. So you might be right there. I think I think Tropic Thunder was like the one where people remembered he existed. Like, oh right, Robert Downey Jr. He's awesome, and he's not a <laughs> drunk anymore. Okay, let's do this. Tropic so. Thunder, I want to say, is like 06, 07 ish it, it was it was great that was a really great movie i could still watch that i haven't watched that in a long time oh that's an infinitely watchable movie ben stiller doing um what was that character he was doing simple at the end jack. of the movie <laughs> simple jack <laughs> i mean he he morphs into colonel kurtz from uh apocalypse now but it's simple jack isn't matthew mcconaughey in that biz as uh i feel like he is maybe that's he's who the I was, agent maybe that's that's who i was thinking of <laughs> I, not owen wilson matthew mcconaughey he's his agent they do right? look very similar they do he's tug speedman's agent although matthew mcconaughey is like male model type yes owen wilson has the messed up nose so uh iron man and tropic thunder came out in the same year yeah, but which one came out first? Well, if we go by the order in which they're listed on his Wikipedia bullshit. What uh, year did they come out? 2008. Oh, I thought Tropic Thunder was sooner. I th- yeah. Hmm. But um, 
you know, he had had Zodiac the year before. Zodiac was more of like a supporting role for him, though. Yeah. And I think that was kind of a... Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is still a thing that exists. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was in 2005. I don't really think that got a lot of play, though. That's him and Kilmore, isn't it? Yeah. So, I don't know. Zodiac's a really good movie. I like that movie a lot. It's a Fincher movie. Yeah, I could... I've never finished it. It's long. It's a long fucking movie, but it's good. I could be wrong. I just remember Tropic Thunder kind of getting him going again. And then Iron Man, like, obviously his career exploded then. But but he really... Like, the thing is, he's really only doing the Iron Man stuff, though. He knows what's up, man. He's just cashing those (laughs) massive paychecks. Just doesn't care. And we're, you know, I we were drove a dump it. truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. You're right there, bud. But oh, so before we lose you, I wanted to ask you, what's your opinion on all these women being called up from NXT to the main roster on WWE? I mean, I am all about uh, Ruby Riot with two T's now. Yeah, what's the reason for that? It's, they co- must, it's gotta be because, a copyright because thing. Because they must change something. I think it's a copyright thing. They also have to change something. But they would have but they would have applied for the copyright when she was in NXT. They, she's been on TV for months. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't, I don't know. It's dumb. It's what it is. They would have never put that name on TV without having the copyright for it originally. But I WWE think, is not that smart. I think they just decided they were just going to change the name for whatever reason. For dumb reasons. I like the name Absolution. <laughs> I think the Riot Squad sounds like a jobber group. It does, but I enjoy it. I'm making a nest. Don't bother me. But um, I, I jacked to see Heidi on the main roster. She's a lot of fun. Her name is not Heidi in uh, WWE. It's he- she was Heidi yeah, Loveless. Yeah, I know in she's Heidi Indies. Loveless. Yeah. Um, we got to see her a couple times in Chikara. I used to see her. Actually, I had a drunken picture with her at a freelance wrestling event. She's she's um, she's. I would say she's okay. She's overall. a good hand. She's a good hand. Yeah, I think. I don't feel like she has, like, coming out of your TV charisma, but I don't think anyone in that group of three really does. I think, you know, if you look at the group, I think their hope for Liv Morgan is she's the hot blonde. Try to get young boys to tune in. Mm-hmm. She's not much of a she's not much of a wrestler. Um, Is it Sarah Logan? Sure. Is that her name? Who's the girl in brown? It's something Logan. I'm drawing a blank. Um, she's actually a really good wrestler. Like, especially she's not that old. She hasn't been around that long. She's a really good hand. Doesn't have the looks they like, so I'm thinking long-term jobber. And Ruby Riot, uh, you know, probably a jobber, too. Doesn't, doesn't have much. Doesn't have the look they like. No, she's, she's a very, she's, I think she's cute, but she's, uh, unique. Of, of the five call-ups, I think, Obviously, the one who has the best chance is Mandy Rose, because just because Vince of... is just jerking it to her every time. Oh she's on my the god, screen. dude! The moment he saw her, his dick was just so hard, and that's really an accomplishment at his. I age. mean, at his age, yes. Yeah, definitely. it was unbelievable. Oh, but she, but it's not only her looks. I mean, that's a big part of it. Is the fact that she is. She's got insanely, some charisma too, though. Doesn't she's she? got charisma. She's insanely hot, and she's actually a good wrestler. She's essentially Eva Marie if Eva Marie had athleticism. Well, I mean, let's see what they do with the girls, first of all. Because most of the time it's, oh, you're going to either jam you into a fucking tag match or you're going to get, like, five minutes on a three-hour show. Okay, great. Yeah. Hashtag Eva's Revolution. (laughs) Evolution now. Oh, excuse me. Erica. Pardon me. 
And, you know, just to finish it off. Evolution, really? Triple H kind of horning in there, too? <laughs> Evolution is a mystery. <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> Isn't that a great song, though? All of his themes are. <laughs> All the Triple H themes are great. <laughs> he knows what's up. The King of Kings one? I love the King of Kings song. And just to finish it off, uh, Sonya Deville, God bless her. She's screwed long term. Yeah. I don't think I don't think she has much. I mean, she does have the fact that I think she's the first person to come onto the main roster who's openly gay for the women. So there's something they'll probably keep her, you know, keep her in a job for I was a while. Say, how long was Darren Young around? A while, a, a while without a being minute. on TV. Right. So they'll keep you in a job just so they can trot you out. Be like, for see, look how aggressive we are. Yeah, exactly. But you know, wrestling wise, she's not particularly good. She's like at the Liv Morgan level, in my opinion. But she has been improving. We'll see. I well, feel you see where it goes. Right? I feel it was definitely too soon for Sonya Deville and Liv Morgan. I think probably too soon for mandy rose as well but she's very athletic so they also hope. don't care about that they don't care about too soon i mean we know that well you know what you say that but they called up dana brooke and there were big plans for her and once they actually saw her wrestling they pulled back oh yeah that's fair that's a fair point the only person they're not pulling back on no matter what is nia Jax, because the rock blood i was waiting for it Oh, I, I, knew we, I knew we were going to go. I knew Bob, we were going to get there. Bob was about to say something about her, so I just cut him off at the pass. I saw the look in his eyes. You took away the one thing I could comment on in this like <laughs> last ten minutes of discussion. I do think it's just a very much a wait and see. Let's see what they do with them. You know, it seems like they're running the exact same program with them on both shows. On that both was both shows, funny. which is like, what what are we doing here, guys? I I at least was holding out hope that maybe the storyline would be that Paige is running both groups. But that doesn't look like that's what they're doing. Probably not. Because why would we? No, that that makes tie some, things together. You know, modicum of sense. It's good Grand to see, loyalty. It's good to see Paige back. Okay, I you know what I just thought of this because of I seeing Paige on TV the last couple of weeks. She's looking good. Hopefully, got over the neck issues. She's in great shape. She's been off for a minute, hasn't she? Oh, it's like a year or something. It's say. been a long time. However, I will say lately, we were joking recently about some people have been hit with the makeup shotgun. <laughs> all of a sudden on TV, all the women are being hit with the makeup shotgun. I don't know what's going on. Get a they plate need of the to, rafters, Alex. They need to start firing some people because when you take a bunch of women who are legitimate tens and you make them look worse, you're pretty bad at your job. You know, I feel if you gave me like a bag of makeup. And you sat like Mandy Rose <laughs> down in front of me. I don't think I could fuck it up. You know I what I mean? I kind of want to like do this now. We need to find like a hot woman who'd be willing to like come to our house. We, like we want to put us, we want to put makeup on. Can you. I draw on you? This isn't perverted at all. <laughs> no, but seriously. Speaking of when, that, when, though, have you seen the trailer for the Grand Tour where they become American? No. Alex, you gotta look this up. Bob, you don't watch anything I tell you to watch. Yeah, I do. Like what? I watched Commando. That was more because I was sitting there. It was yeah, like you're watching you Commando. Didn't, you didn't watch that with me. <laughs> and I and I played an hour of Bloodborne. Oh, good lord. Oh, did you watch the? Um, we don't have to talk about it for long. But did you watch the um, Infinity War trailer? 
I did. I thought it looked okay. I mean, it looks like a Marvel movie, right? I think uh, Thanos looks kind of like shit, but... Uh, I thought he looked okay. Eh. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're going to have the helmet on him and everything at some point. Yeah, I guess that's true. He was uh, just kind of showing... like the guy from Pawn Stars. You're you, right, You saw does. that picture, too, on Twitter? Well, I, I saw it, and I'm like... When I first saw him, I'm like, this looks so familiar. Mm-hmm. I can't put my finger oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that, then I saw it on Twitter, and I was like, yeah. Well, I, I saw... This was brought up that someone thought that Brie Larson as Captain Marvel was going to be in this one at some point, and oh. she's not. I oh, looked it really? up. Oh, really? Oh, that's depressing. Unless she's going to be in, like, maybe she'll do, like, an after credits cameo or something for her to set it up, but I think she's going to be in, she's the, in next, the next phase. She's going to be in Avengers 4, okay. the next one, and then I think after Avengers 4. Is that what 4, it's called? Avengers 4, well, the next the, one? that's the title, Yeah. <laughs> And then Next I one. think after that Avengers movie, she's going to have her own movie after that. They're they're in production on both of those. Cool. I think they're actually filming Avengers 4 right now. I'm pretty sure they were filming concurrently, yeah. Yeah. How, how many fucking movies can they make? So many. As unlike, long as they're profitable, they're going to keep DC, fucking making them. Unlike DC, people go to those movies for Marvel. Well, because the Marvel movies are more fun. Ant-Man made money. Ant-Man. Ant-Man was fun. Ant-Man was good. I don't think we did we see that in the theater or we bought that one, didn't we? We may have just all, yeah, we may have just bought it. All the Marvel movies settle into one category. They're all solid. They're none of them are bad, none of them are amazing. They're all solid. I don't know. I think that first Captain America is pretty amazing. Okay, the the, the first Captain America and maybe the second one are both very. Ooh, good. Winter Soldier is a great movie. Okay, yeah, the Captain Americas are a different thing. I, you're right; those are very good. They don't suffer from what a lot of the superhero movies suffer from, which is just giant CGI battle at the end, and all momentum built up in the movie is instantly killed. Right, right. Yeah, I, I really, I really dig the Captain America movies. Those are my favorite of the. Uh... Of all of them, I think. Yeah. The only, the only, it's funny that the only great thing DC ever made, they're never going to get back to, which was the Batman trilogy. Those, those were awesome, awesome movies. Because you had a fucking director and a vision and like, he's like, we're going to be grounded in reality. We're not going to, and we're just going to do these fucking movies. We're going to get a great actor to, to carry the movie. Right. We're going to flip a fucking truck in the second one and it's going to be badass as shit. Well, and it, you can tell those movies weren't, you know, focus group tested to be like, oh, well, they didn't like this scene. Let's modify it. And, you know, all this modify. other other bullshit. Well, those m- mostly came out really before all the Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Batman Begins had to be what? Oh, two, oh, three, maybe oh, five. I mean... It was a while ago. It was a while ago. It's those been a really, those really, those Batman movies kind of started the whole Superman or the superhero movie genre again. Oh yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Was there anything really before Batman Begins, and then that kind of set the whole thing? I mean, off? you kind of had the X Men movies were kind of like out and there. And Spider Man movies. And the Spider Man. Those Spider Man movies fucking sucked. I mean, you're that second Spider Man movie is fucking great. And no, you can it's give not. Me the it's fucking terrible. Eyes. I don't give a it's shit. It's terrible. They I love those suck. first two Spider Man movies. Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane. I mean, I'm not Get saying that she was great at it, but I enjoyed those. You know first who two was movies. actually the only two people who were good in those movies? And I don't know which ones they were in. Was William Defoe 
and who played his son? James James Franco. Franco. James Franco and Willem Dafoe were great. Willem Dafoe was just having a good time. Oh, but yeah. that's what you got to do with those movies. That you was gotta, like Michael gotta, Keaton in Homecoming. He's just yeah. having a blast. You got. Oh, he was fantastic. That was a great movie. Yeah, you got to really cheese it up when you're a serious actor. You got to just go in. And well, just that was cheese like Kate Blanchett and fucking Thor. She's like, I give me some scenery. I'm gonna gnaw the fuck out of that shit. What are you the god of again? She's just having a good time. That makeup was outstanding. They did. Too. They did not hit her. Hit her with the makeup shotgun. They did not. No. Homer was not there hitting her with the makeup shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lads. I think Erica has to go. Any final thoughts for me? Yeah, you guys get, can carry on. Yeah, I'm gone. get the fuck out of here. Okay. that's the final thought. All right, go fuck yourself too. This is why you're only a guest star. Yeah, See you later. <laughs> There's out. the door. <laughs> Which door were you pointing at? That's the back door. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's just kind of a general. It's like a stairway. Yeah, that's a point towards the back door. Yeah, you're trying to be clever. That's cool. Bye! No one can see the door except for us. Can't they? Bob, how was your week? Two weeks. Last two weeks. How were they? They were all right. What did you get up to? Anything exciting? Did you play any games? You've been playing Horizon, right? I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds. Oh, man. Redhead Redemption. (laughs) It's It's been fun. Uh, I've been enjoying it. I, I just, my play style, I tend to take a really long time. Um, you know, I, I, I always like to, to try and gauge how long it's going to take. There's a a website called howlongtobeat.com and like everyone else is beating it in like 20 hours or whatever. I'm like 40 hours in. Um, but I'm doing absolutely every last little thing. I've got one trophy left to get. And of course, I've got to get it. It's going to be incredibly difficult because it's one of those fucking hunting lodges. But is it a hunter's lodge in the main game or in the DLC? It's in the DLC. Oh, is you struggling with it? Some of the hunter lodges can be a little finicky. Yeah, usually, I mean, most of them, it's just you got to figure out the trick. Um, But some of them are legitimately hard. And uh, these two, the timings are just so tight. Um and uh the i've got one where i've beaten it uh but i haven't got the i've gotten like the silver uh haven't been able to get the gold time yet and then there's one where i haven't like gotten anywhere with it it's just really fucking difficult but i've maxed out my level i've got every weapon and with all with the rarest modifications so it's just a matter of figuring out the pattern at this point. But uh, I'm at, if you look at my play time, I have uh, 90, about just under 95 hours of play time, which includes the main game. And uh, if, I, if I finish this hunting lodge challenge before 100 hours, I'll be shocked. Yeah, I haven't played the DLC yet. I only played the main game. I don't know when I'm going to get around to the DLC. But I really enjoyed the main game. I definitely one of my favorite games of the year. Maybe the second best game on the PS4 behind Bloodborne. It's really a great game. I heard uh, the DLC, the graphics are actually even better than the main game. Do you feel that way? Or are they about the same? Um, well, I mean, I'm playing on uh, a normal PS4, so... I don't know if you'll notice it more in oh, the PS4 Pro. The piddly. The piddly. PS4. Um, Walmart PS4. I don't know. I, I I think 
um, the environment that they that they set the DLC in is very visually stunning. Um, and there's a lot of really colorful and, and contrasting environments. So I don't know that the graphics are actually better or if it's just that the visuals are more interesting. Just a different art style in a way. Just yeah. a different environment. Right. Yeah, you know, the great thing, the one thing they really nailed about Horizon, and this is is the movement. And this is why I enjoy going through in that game and getting all the collectibles and going and reaching these far-off spots where one of those fucking, I can't remember what they're called, but those little statues for one of the collectibles would always be kind of hidden at the top of like a parkour area pretty much. And... You know, the thing they nailed was the movement in the game. It feels so good to move Aloy around. Oh, yeah. Just the shooting, the movement. You never feel like you're fighting against the game or Everything the controls. Everything except climbing. Well, Cl- climbing was the one weak part of the game. I do feel like she should have been a little bit more able to scale things like almost in an Assassin's Creed way. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of games need to steal that movement engine from Assassin's Creed where it's like, oh, I can climb up this rock formation because it has little ledges that are highlighted yellow, but I can't climb up that rock formation that looks identical. That stuff is stupid. Yeah. Just just implement a full climbing system. But you're completely right. Uh, Otherwise, like it's just fun to play. The movement's perfect. Um, it is especially early on in the game before you get your level up. Uh, it is a very it is a difficult game, um, and but it you know it it's one of those things where you can work through it, you can figure it out, and uh, I I I've loved the shit out of the game. It is definitely my game of the year, uh, unless something amazing comes out in the next week. Uh, I I don't see anything else living up to that in my book. Uh, I've also only played three games this year, so take that for what it's worth. <laughs> but yeah, the reason I bring up the movement though is another game came out right after Horizon. You know, not right after, but fairly close, and that was Mass Effect Andromeda, a colossal train wreck. Oh dear! <laughs> and the one thing that always frustrated me playing Andromeda, and this was coming straight from Horizon, pretty much was Horizon felt so good to play. I'm not even talking about graphics. I'm just talking about it felt so good to play. The controls were so good. When you play Andromeda, whether it's single or multiplayer, you constantly feel like you're fighting against the controls. You're constantly trying to get your person to go on cover in the way you want, move in the direction you want, jump the way you want. You're constantly, constantly fighting against the Mm -hmm. game, and it's so irritating. And I'm just thinking now how great it would be if in the next Horizon they add like a four-player co-op like horde mode type thing Mm -hmm. where you fight all those enemies in increasing waves of difficulties. That would be really fun because their gameplay is so good. And then you could do things, if you had like four players on a map, you could do things where you're facing some really hard scenarios that you would have to work together on. Mm-hmm. Like instead of there being like one T-Rex or what do they call them in the game? The big T-Rexes. Oh, Thunderjaws. Thunderjaw. Instead of there being one Thunderjaw or one Storm Eagle or whatever they called those big eagles, the big bad guy. Stormbird. Stormbird. Yeah. You could have like four of them 
or combinations of those enemies or three thunder jaws while 10 or 15 lesser enemies are attacking you that would be so much fun yeah you know i know i'm not uh particularly a big fan of multiplayer games um even co-op but uh i will say there are a few missions in the dlc where you do play with npcs and the npcs actually do help um and are pretty much necessary uh and there are there are glimmers of you know this would be a lot better with some sort of co-op team um it it will be challenge you know it, it would have to be like a pure multiplayer kind of exist outside of the canon of the game situation yeah but that doesn't matter no you know but you know it would be cool if in this if like they set it up though and like uh Aloy has to work with like this like group of four right you could and have, you establish a character set and those are the people you play in the DLC let's think or about the multiplayer this. you could have Aloy you could have roast back from the dead for battle mode you could have uh the black girl who was ripped remember who remember her yep. who, who what's her name I forget you would run into her you ran into her at the end of the game who else could you have Hmm. Oh, there's hmm. a lot of ca- the. There's a lot of the Osram guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, there, there's a lot of characters you could draw from. Uh, I, they, there's possibility, but you're right. You know, it, when you got a when you got a gameplay that's just that much fun, you know, you just want to keep playing it. Like that's a good opportunity to. To keep going and, with it and look there's the loot box craze in video games right oh, now jesus christ they, <laughs> they could do that battle mode and it could be you know you start with just base aloy and as you play you get loot boxes and it's just cosmetics and you could have the ability to unlock her 15 or 20 different outfits just for the multiplayer you know, and that'd be a way. And then the people who are addicted to gambling, you could get them to spend money on these loot boxes, right? Oh, sorry, it's not gambling, right? <laughs> oh, it's not gambling at all. It's not gambling. Um, You're only spending money um, with uh, on a chance that you'll get something. <laughs> that That's not gambling. No. <laughs> no but, no. you know, look, there you could monetize that easy, no problem. That would be great. Yeah, I'm. I am curious to see where they go with the next game, because uh, there you brought up Mass Effect Andromeda, and there are a lot of uh, interesting parallels between Horizon Zero Dawn and the first Mass Effect game. Uh, both were, you know, really um, setting up the world. Setting up the world. The fantastic first, story. The first Mass Effect had a way better story, though. And oh, better yeah. and better characters. The the best overall Mass Effect game was Mass Effect Two. Yeah, for all around. Best story was Mass Effect One, and best gameplay was Mass Effect Three. You know what? Having played them all recently through the backwards compatibility, best gameplay was actually Mass Effect Two. Yeah, you think so? Mass Effect Three, it's too repetitive. There's something about it where it feels very much like a drudge, and you're not. It doesn't feel like you're doing things that are super important. It just feels like you're checking boxes on a list. One of the problems I had with Mass Effect 3 uh, was, you know, you've kind of got this hurry up, hurry up, hurry up 
kind of mentality, but then you still need to go and do all this side bullshit. And yeah, like, that's that's always the worst when it's like, okay, we have to save the universe, but universe, but first, let me go get your book. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, the Reapers land in Vancouver and they fuck everything up and then like presu- we're leaving. We're leaving and then it's like presumably the, the Reapers should be able to take Earth down in like hours. Why you're gone for weeks. That opening scene though of Mass Effect 3 was oh awesome one of the best where they're leaving earth and anderson and by the way shepherd's a woman okay jennifer hale's the best everyone can fuck off who doesn't play mass effect as a woman but the the um anderson tells her or no shepherd they're leaving and shepherd goes i don't take orders from you anymore remember he goes here you go. Here's your dog tags. He doesn't say that. But he throws in the dog tags and he goes, you're reinstated commander. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's, she's flying away on the ship and the little ghost kid gets murdered in the, in the, the car, the flying car that's trying to take her, take him away. And she just pauses, looks down all sad and then looks up and goes, I'm going to get you. You effing reapers. I'm going to get you. Oh, man. That, that that scene was awesome. And the music, that scene was perfect. The The music for Mass Effect 3 is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. That it is, it really just encapsulates what's going on and sets the stage. And, you know, Mass Effect 3, if you ignore everything after that last major battle... <sighs> Um, was a fantastic game, and you know, I it was one. Of, it's one of the, it's one of the best sci-fi universes that they've ever set up, regardless of media. It it would probably be fucked up completely, but I can't believe they never made a Mass Effect movie. Yeah, that that's uh, it's one of those ones I'd want. I think I'd want a TV show instead. Really, I'd want. A TV show would be better, like in the vein of Star Trek. Yeah, or, or honestly, just a novel, or a series of novels. Because one of the things that's so great about Mass Effect is how the huge universe they're creating, and and that's part of the problem with video game adaptations as movies, is you've got you know a video games you're gonna spend uh you know forty hours forty plus hours on a good you know. A, or, you know, five if it's an Uncharted. Um, but you're spending 40 plus hours. You're setting up so much information. you got video logs, all this other bullshit. There's so much there. It's really hard to condense it down into a movie. So um, it, that's why it's very hard to make the video game movies. But I would like to say I stopped listening after you said it took you five hours to beat Uncharted. That's four more hours than everyone else has spent on an Uncharted game. <laughs> And and in that one hour, fifty minutes was watching cinematics. <laughs> oh, the Uncharted game! I enjoy, I, I enjoy the Uncharted games, but it is a little frustrating how short they are. They're okay. I've always thought they've been very overrated because they are exclusives. I mean this this tends to happen when something's exclusive. You know, the team you're on, if you're a console warrior, you're on the PlayStation or you're on the Xbox or you're on the Nintendo team and you want to prop everything up. You want to make, you know, everything 
isn't just good, it's great, it's amazing. And I think that's always been what the Uncharted's have kind of suffered from, is a lot of big overhyping, because they were like the only exclusive for PlayStation for a long time that mattered at all. Right. Well, Naughty Dog has always made great games. I mean, the... Well, they've always made fun games. Okay, they're okay games. They're not. You know, they're never bad. The Crash Bandicoots were fun. Uh, Jack and Daxter's were good games. Um, and then you know, Uncharted was a lot of fun. And you know, they, that's when they finally got to flex some muscle because they had some real processing power. But yeah, you know, they're okay. They're fun. They're worth playing. Um, they really kind of stood out with The Last of Us. That was probably the there that that was the the good writing uh, it was a good story and it was a well done game um is it as great as everyone wants to say it is i don't know um but i really liked it uh so but you know uncharted's kind of it's okay i don't know what it is about uncharted 4 i borrowed it from you i've played about 3 or 4 hours i've just been so bored the whole time i can't I am having such a struggle to convince myself to turn on the PS4 and play it. I would rather just sit there with a podcast on and go hit things with a sword on Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. Like, that's way more fun than Uncharted 4. I, and I think that says a lot about the game, uh, just right off the bat. I mean, you borrowed that from me. I ain't had it for months, and I haven't touched it yet. I, I've had it for like a month now, I think. I think I've actually had it for a month. I feel so bad because I thought I would beat it in like five days. I thought I would. Well, just you could it. if you sat down and. Played, oh, I but... could probably beat it in two days if I just sat down and played it. But, but I, I but I, I just can't convince myself to do it. I have. I, I'm kicking myself over that because I bought it when it came out, so I paid full price for it. If I'm. Whoa! You paid. You paid sixty dollars for that. I may have paid forty eight if I bought it off of Amazon. I oh, don't wow. remember. So I'm kicking myself because you could buy it now for like fifteen bucks. Oh, you get it now for like ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. No. So like I'm like so angry at myself. That's why I'm like. That's why I was saying earlier to you uh, when we were eating dinner. Like, I, if 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 I am not going to play it this week, I'm just not buying a game anymore. I'm not yeah. buying anything in advance because I just don't know when I'm going to have to sit down have time to sit down and play i think all gamers especially if you're on the pc have learned the lesson over time if you are not going to play it within the next like week like you said don't buy it no matter how cheap it is because the chances are when there's something that happens mentally that when you buy something very cheap you don't feel a a sense of urgency to play it right away and i have a steam library of probably 50 games all from the steam sales and look they're the steam sales so i'm having spent much on them you know the whole library probably cost me a hundred dollars total but i've played like one or two of those games like i really wanted to play the grim fandango remaster so i bought that on a steam sale for like five bucks never started it Mm -hmm. and i know that's a great game i played it Back in the day, on some shit, you know, e-machine PC, I played that. Right. And I know it's a great game. I want to play the remaster. There's just something mentally when you don't spend much money on something, you don't place value on your time. Yeah, that's part of it. And I think just part, anytime you buy something with the intention of, oh, I'll, I'll play it when I get to it, I'm just, it's... Whether you spend, like like I said, I spent full price on Uncharted. 
you know, because I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to play this. It's an Uncharted game. Of course I'm going to play it. And then I never did. So, yeah, there's just something, there's something about the Uncharted games. You know, when you play Horizon, it's very visceral. You're Mm -hmm. into it. It feels like you're really playing the character. It feels like it matters. It's a lot of fun. When you play Uncharted, it's just so much walking simulator and so much climbing on walls endlessly and now they've added the rope mechanics so you're swinging from you're swinging from walls to climb on more walls Mm -hmm. and then when you actually finally you know you're watching cinematics forever and when you finally get to the gunplay sections they're just nothing special they're just there yeah there's never like the game is good i'm not i'm not saying the uncharted games are bad games They've just always been a little overrated. They're all kind of like seven or eight ish out of 10 games. They're not the 10 out of 10 games people would lead you to believe if you go read the internet. Mm-hmm. They're a great exclusive. It, it's definitely uh, helpful to Sony that they are exclusive. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't call Uncharted Game System sellers. No, never. I might consider Last of Us a system seller. I think the only two system sellers on the PS4 that I would say, you know, because the PS4, the regular one is was like under 200 on Black Friday. For under $200, I would say go buy a PS4 to play Horizon and to play Bloodborne. Those games are worth getting a system for. They're so great and you're never... You're never going to be able to play those games on any other platform. So uh-huh. I would say those would be the two. And then once you have those two, it might not be a bad idea to play some Uncharted games or like Until Dawn, things like that. Neo, Neo's a great game. I know you haven't played that because the enemies fight back in that game and we know yeah, how you I can't feel. Do that. We know how you feel I about that. that. But Neo's a great game. There are great games in the PS4. I don't want to come off like I'm just ripping the PS4. I like my PS4. No, but, but I, I think you kind of, you know, you're getting at a good point, you know, when it comes to the Sony fanboys. And it's kind of that way about so many things. And it's like, it's a huge problem where it's like, why why are you getting so defensive about well, something I'll, that you have no, you have no real... Uh, financial interest in this is just a product they're selling you well i think that's not exclusive to the sony fan no it's not it's it's every fanboy that's the human thing of just wanting to feel like you're on a team you know and you want to cheer for your team team give them money yeah you want to you want to support your team people convince themselves that the company cares the only thing the company cares about, this is any company in any business in all the world, the only thing they care about is making money. Sometimes they might do a nice thing, but it's all in the service of making money. I think, um, it, well, I mean, that's any that's every business. You're literally... Right. But, you know, I do think there are companies out there that legitimately do care about their consumers. And, you know, they tend to be, though, small companies... Who, you know, they, if we're going to use the gaming example, you know, there's small developers who, you know, they got into programming video games because they love video games. So they want to make a good product for their, um, for their fans. And, you know, they put in lots of work and they kill themselves over it. Um, and they love what they do. 
and then what happens is they make a great game and then EA or Activision comes knocking the door and says hey we'll give you tons of money for your studio because we think we can milk it to death and then you sign away all your creative control and just that's when that now you're EA now you're Activision you're not little studio anymore and now it's purely about what's going to make the investors the most money yeah well and you know the reality is is it's very expensive to make a video game right oh yeah so you understand why it happens yeah my and, point is just my point is just don't convince yourself that any of these people are your friends no and, and you know but that doesn't the other those flip side of the coin is that doesn't mean like you have to also treat them as the enemy no there no. there's a middle ground where it's like in and this extends to so many things in life where it's like either they're your best friend or you they're the fucking scum of the earth and it's like no there, there's a middle ground there's a middle ground where you're just cordial with someone and you you're you can be respectful to them you can be respectful back you know i have um for instance what's a good example like at&t um the corporation as a whole oh my god but you know when i'm interacting with their customer service you know i i'm not calling in and yelling at them no whenever i talk to customer service with any company i do try to be as nice as possible because that's a shit job and i understand that they have a playbook they have to go through Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you do or what you say they have to go through certain steps they're not going to be able to do otherwise and even if you don't understand that alex and and what customer service how shitty it is i mean there's just being a decent human being right you know well, we know that's not a priority for many people in the world well, certainly not in the united states not anymore empathy is gone i don't no know empathy. i don't know i don't know what happened to empathy but it's been like removed from the human condition but i forget where we we started with horizon zero dawn on this that's a great game go play it yeah, well, it's it's our podcast. We're going to talk about whatever we want, and we're all over the place. Yeah. We tend to be a little bit more structured when we have a third person, but she quit. Damn her. Yep. And so now we're just going to talk about whatever I feel like talking about, and if Bob doesn't like it, that's really too bad. We should talk about the LGB7. The what? Say again? The LGB7. Oh, the 4K TV. Are you going to buy that? We should go right now. You want to go right now? Let's go right now. Okay, pause the podcast. We're going right now. <laughs> Bob's going to go spend about $1,300. He's going to enjoy that TV. He's going to have so much fun tonight. He's going to watch some cool movies, maybe some Pacific Rim in 4K, Bob. Ooh, But you know what? You know you're going to have an issue. You don't have a 4K Blu-ray player. No, but I could get the Amazon dongle that plays 4K. Or... You could just buy an Xbox One X for <laughs> for five hundred dollars for your four K Blu Ray playback. You know, I saw that thing is going again where you can buy Xbox like or Microsoft Store gift cards or something through Samsung Pay. Yeah, where like instead of them costing fifty dollars, they cost forty dollars, and you can get an Xbox One X for like I think it's like three eighty. So you know, at three eighty, Bob, what I a mean, great price! It it's like that's like free. You know, it's funny is because anytime I want something, 
I know all I have to do is just talk about it and incessantly. Oh, and you'll eventually convince yourself? No, no, no. Eventually, Erica gets tired of me talking about it. <laughs> and she's like, just go fucking buy it. Um, that's literally how I get anything I want. Um, <laughs> but the 4K TV is such a big purchase. You're going to have a struggle on this one. Oh, no, 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 Alex. No, no, no. You, you, thousands of dollars has been drained this way. No. Um, but no, I, I, you know, I was, I was bugging her about it and she finally broke and she was like, just go buy it. Just go buy it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta let go on this. Because, I mean, here's the thing. The LGB, it's a gorgeous TV. I went to Best Buy and actually looked at it. And unbelievably gorgeous. Oh, it, it's it's the best TV on the market. And it blows away. I thought, um, you know, Samsung has an OLED too, and that looks You know what's great, funny? But- I didn't know this. I just found this out a couple of weeks ago because I was reading an article on Ars Technica. Mm-hmm. Those are not OLED TVs. Those QLEDs, they're not, they're not. They're not am they're not AMOLED. You know, like Samsung calls like in your phone, that's an AMOLED panel. Mm-hmm. That's not AMOLED in their TV screens because that manufacturing process. And look, I'm probably going to get something wrong here because I'm reciting purely off my sh- shitty the memory. The comments are going to be but incessant. Yeah, there's going to be so many from our zero listeners, <laughs> but. <laughs> so that AMOLED screen that Samsung puts in their phones and they sell those panels to like OnePlus and Google for certain phones, uh, though that manufacturing process does not scale to large TVs. Mm-hmm. So when you see those TV commercials for QLED TVs, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Those are not like LG OLEDs or Samsung OLEDs. The Samsung or Sorry, Sony OLEDs. Well, yeah, the Q- Sony TVs. The Sony TVs are actually LG panels. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's just stupid marketing, but Samsung does have those, OLED TVs. Those QLEDs are not individually lit pixels. Those are backlit like LED. I'm, like not, LCD I'm not talking TVs. about QLED. I'm talking about. I thought I saw Samsung TVs actually advertised as OLED. I don't think so i mean you could look it up maybe but i'm I don't wrong think i so. mean I don't, maybe i'm thinking about Sony i'm pretty too, sure all they know. have is the qleds and those are not they're not anywhere near the quality level of but lg's tvs do they but have LG, quantum dots who <laughs> god only knows but in, in, but lg has the opposite problem their manufacturing process for their tvs which are awesome does not scale to phones <laughs> their phone screens are terrible so each so each company has an opposite problem. Now I would say Samsung has the better problem because who would you rather sell panels to? A few TVs that no one's ever going to buy or iPhones, Samsung Galaxy phones, OnePlus, Elb Google Pixels. Right. Samsung has got the better problem. Yes, they do. Um yeah, no, I mean I went I looked at that LG panel and it was fucking gorgeous it's blow away it it really is and i just don't want to spend that much money on a tv but you do i mean i do (laughs) but i i can't justify there's so much stuff i'd rather do with that money i i can wait a little longer for the price to come down further yeah i was looking at how tv prices tend to fluctuate throughout the year 
And we're pretty much at the point where that TV is almost as cheap as it's possibly going to get. The only time it'll get cheaper is right when the next generation of LG TVs get Mm -hmm. announced. And then there's limited stock everywhere and they're just trying to sell out the last little bit. That's when the price might drop, you know, another hundred bucks or something. Yeah. You're not going to... Those LG B7s, they're too high-end. You're not going to be able to walk into a store and get it for $500 in six months. That's not going to happen. Well, I don't necessarily... They'd rather, they'd rather throw them in the trash than sell them to you for $500. Yeah, I, and I'm not I'm not thinking, like, in six months. I'm thinking, you know, a year and a half, two years from now. Yeah, but in two years, they're going to convince you that you need a 16K TV. See, I don't think so. And 4K just is shitty. You know, you know the problem is Bob is 4K is only good when you're sitting within like 1 foot of it. And once you have 16K, that's going to be awesome for when your eyeball is pressed <laughs> against the panel. You're not going to be able to see a pixel when your eyeball is pressed right up against the panel. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be worth Christ. at least $1000 just to be able to press your eyeball against the panel. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I really don't know what the strategy is from the TV manufacturers right now, because this holiday season they are basically giving away four K TVs. I mean, the prices dropped on them so much. And they, they dropped a pretty good amount. Uh, Alex, they're fucking dirt cheap compared to what <laughs> well, they were. If they were dirt cheap, you'd have one. I. What do I need one for though? And that's the problem. Like I, we've talked about this before. I get a cheap four. I honestly, if I went to the store right now and bought a cheap 4K TV, it would be at a low enough price. Erica wouldn't have a problem with it. But you know, it's not one. It's not going to be the LG B7. Uh, that's the big one. <laughs> that's the big one. And and that's the thing. You know, I know how good it is now. I know. Give two years of of you know more oleds getting out into the market it will bring the price down i don't i really like the picture on that lg was mind-blowing like (laughs) it was so good alex like well and the best part is is it was so good and that's with the shitty in-store calibration right where red's probably actually orange you know and yellows closer to teal things like that Mm -hmm. if you got it at home and you did a real calibration on it you'd probably just jizz your pants right there yeah you wouldn't even need to get hard no (laughs) it would be so it'd be so instant no it is an absolutely stunning television um i i would love to have one and every i have two friends who bought it they say it's unbelievable they said it's worth it. I'm telling you, I, I have two people who bought it. They both told me it's worth every every penny. I I have no doubt of that. I just can't bring myself to spend you know that kind what, of money. Bob, you should buy it, and then I'll steal it from you. <laughs> yeah, this this plan's getting better and better. <laughs> clearly, you buy it, I'll break into your house and steal it. And you're never going to come over to my house, so you'll never know that I have it. It'll work out perfectly for everyone, especially for me. It's going to work out so great for me. (laughs) Alex, you are such a troublemaker. 
No, you started this with the 4K TV. I never brought this up. You have brought this up from the beginning. There's something wrong in your mind, Bob. If money's in your pocket, it starts like weighing you down. <laughs> there's something there's something going on. I don't have an explanation for it. You're we're gonna have to peer into the mind of Bob and figure out why this is. You could drop that at any second, Alex. No sense you in holding on to that money. Take it with you. Hey, so you uh clogged up your whole sewer system in your house, all oh, the pipes Jesus were all clogged. Christ. Your your uh kitchen sink wasn't draining. Tell us what you had to go through to fix that. <sighs> So, uh, what a fucking nightmare. Um, what have you been dumping down your kitchen sink, by the way, to cause this? I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like, I, and I'm like, I'm wondering if it's like, it's been building up for like years and just happened to, uh, go wrong at the, the wrong moment. Alex and I are going to go buy an LGB seven. Sure. It's going to be a good time. That's permission right there. That's, you know what that is? Enthusiastic consent. (laughs) (laughs) Just like all those women gave to Matt Lauer. Yes. Enthusiastic. (laughs) We're going to go get the ABT card and we're going to drive up there right now. Yeah, Bob. What? 12 months with 0% financing. Oh, yeah, and it's only like, what, like 100 bucks a month? That's no big deal. That's nothing. That's like... Actually, that's that's not that bad. That's like free. And then look... And look, if you got... (laughs) It's going to look great in your new apartment when you get divorced. And then... And then... And then you can get an Xbox One X and look, over 12 months, how much is an Xbox One X going to cost you? Like 12 bucks a month? That's nothing, Bob. Bob's actually looking up his, he's doing math on his phone right now to figure out how much it's going to cost him. I'm just saying 100 bucks a month ain't that bad. Bob the dog's surgery costs us 250 a month. So, yeah, but, but it was worth it. It was worth it to keep this great cat alive. <laughs> it is a magnificent beast. He's sitting right next to me. He knows we're talking about him because he's giving me the fucking side eye. Remember the side eye from The Simpsons? The little. That's the what Bob the Dog's giving me right now. <clears throat> Bob the Dog's got more personality than in his fucking little toe here than Bob the human's got in his whole damn body. It's amazing. I legitimately thought he was going to say Nia Jax there. <laughs> like, I totally did. No, I got to insult the person who can talk on the mic. See you later, Erica. You're going to love the new TV. It's going to be awesome. We totally should just go get it now. Yeah, we should. We just, should. Just to call her bluff. <laughs> yeah, and then the best part is, is I don't have to be here when she gets home and murders you, so I have deniability. <laughs> She's calling you out. She is calling me out. Why is she doing this to me? This isn't fair. Right now, Bob, you know what's going on? She's trying to figure out if you're a beta male or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing what I want. Are you an alpha, Bob? Are you a beta? Or are you the omega? Kenny Omega?
the Omega Man. So, Bob, at a, on a scale from one to ten, in all seriousness, no joking aside, how bad do you want to get in your car and go buy that TV right now? Oh, pretty fucking bad. <laughs> like one to ten, where are you at? <laughs> like fifteen. <laughs> See, I don't want it. I actually legitimately don't want you to buy it because if you do, Erica's going to be mad at me because she's going to figure I made this Oh, happen. you're just giving me more reason to do it now. <laughs> well, Alex, we've gone on for a while. No, no, no. I still have more. You have more? Oh, yeah. What more could sure. you have I to talk still, about? Please. I can go all night, baby. I'm the 60-minute man, but in this case, like 180 minutes. <laughs> hmm. So I had a Xbox One X take a shit on me. This is so fucking funny. <laughs> so I got the X at launch. It was the Project Scorpio edition, and which is essentially exactly the same as the regular one. There's no difference except for like a paint job, and it comes with a vertical stand. But I don't keep mine vertical anyway, so I don't care. But so I had it and it was fine at first and then when I started to notice I had problems was there was a small dashboard update and the dashboard update actually failed the first time like it downloaded the file but then it wasn't able to verify the file so I thought I just got like a weird download Mm -hmm. because it did work the next time but then what started to happen was I'd be playing games and it would always be in loading transitions where the game would just crash out so, you know, you're loading into a map or whatever, game would just crash. Mm-hmm. Or when you're first loading up the game, the game just wouldn't load. And then, you know, that would happen, and the whole system would kind of lock up until you restarted it. Like, you wouldn't be able to load into other games. Everything would basically stop working. And usually restarting the system, like a complete hard reset, would just, that would be fine. It would fix it. Um, but it kept This getting... all sounds really enjoyable, by the oh, way. Oh, I was not thrilled. So, you know, it kept getting worse and worse and worse and nothing was fixing it, you know, and look, you can only do so much when it's a console with a closed platform, right? It's not like I can load up a diagnostic tool to try to figure out what's going wrong. So I tried factory resets, I did what I could, couldn't, couldn't fix it. So eventually one night I went to play and the system wouldn't even start. It was so busted. It took like five minutes to start up and the normal start time is like, you know, a minute or less. So the next day I luckily, you know, you just take it back to GameStop and they exchanged it for another new model. Oh, oh, oh but but what day of the year did, did you happen? To oh, have I to decided do this? to do this. Yeah, well, I didn't decide I had to do it on Black Friday. You know, luckily I called ahead to make sure they had stock. And when I came in there, they like knew what I was in there for because they had just talked to me. And they pretty much waved me right over. It was like the most helpful anyone's ever been at GameStop. Let me put it like that. They were like, "Let's. We don't want to deal with this guy. It's Black Friday. Let's we, get him let's the just fuck get, out of here. We, we we're not going to bicker with him. We're just going to do it." Bob the dog has now just shit his pants three times sitting next to me. It stinks so bad. I normally love this damn dog. This dog's on the <laughs> shit list. You're on the list of Alex, man. He, he drink it in. He he's uh he's known for this. This is unbelievable. I've I never, don't know what I don't know what he got into. I know this is ridiculous. I think he went outside and just like ate a bird or something. <clears throat> but uh, so yeah, no, they were actually really 
for a change, they didn't hassle me at GameStop because it seems like it's always something when you go into GameStop. But I think I might have got one of the more experienced people who've been working there a while. Mm -hmm. So he finagled the computer system and actually doing what I wanted. Um, And it's just a regular one now, which is totally fine. I don't care. The regular one is all black. It actually looks nicer than that, like, gray to black gradient that the Project Scorpios had, I think, anyway. But the one negative, and this relates into this effing, you know, all the bullshit that's going on with the internet, is at the end there, the system was so fucked up. My So the conclusion I came to was the hard drive was bad, or going bad and getting worse. Sure. So it was so bad, I couldn't copy my games off of it. Oh, really? And so we're talking about like 300 gigabytes of games. And you know what we're on here in Comcast land is a one terabyte data cap. So I've kind of had to, it's a new month now and I did not hit my data cap last month, but I've kind of had to piecemeal only download certain games at a time Mm -hmm. because if I went on there and I downloaded everything I actually wanted to, I'd be way over the fucking data cap because, you know, like every game is like at least 50 gigs now. Is Comcast actually enforcing the data cap? Oh, no, it's enforced. Is it? It's like if you go over, I think every extra 50 gigs is like $10 or something. Jeez. It's pretty rough. And so, you know, before the month ended, I kind of downloaded some more stuff and I did not go over. It probably got to like 850 on the month. Well, and just think about how much quicker you'll go over that when you're watching 4k content you you for sure you know bob has traditionally never complained about this data cap i'm never gonna hit it it doesn't matter one terabyte's a lot when we go to the store right now and bob gets this lgb7 believe me in a couple months i'll be hearing about him going over this data cap guaranteed well, Comcast says they're going to increase my speed, so I'm going to be able to hit it even faster. They they do that to everyone. So Bob got an email that his modem doesn't support whatever speed increases they just pushed, which is, of course, a lie. They always try to tell you your modem is end of life if it isn't a brand new modem. Right. Like, my modem, I pay for, I get like 150 megabits down on that data plan, and... My modem supports up to like 380. I guarantee you I get emails where they tell you tell me my modem's out of date. It's so, it's so stupid. They do this to everybody. They've been they they I got today I got a physical letter. You got a letter? I got a telling letter. You your modem was out of date. Yeah. And like every like couple hours like a pop-up will show up when I go to a website that'll insert that message in it's like jesus fucking christ really i've never seen that oh yeah no like it's they're inserting a message into my oh my uh, god it's like it's fucking annoying because what this is is it's like it's almost like fear-mongering because like people like you and me we can do the research we can figure out oh no my modem's totally fine but a lot of people have no idea so comcast tells them oh you need a new modem and they go oh shit i need a new modem and then they start paying comcast you know seven bucks a month to rent a modem that they don't need yeah i mean the day if if my internet ever stops working and the reason is the modem i will go to best buy and just buy your own buy my own and then come home and it'll be fine i don't need the just fucking stop 
And, you know, we were talking earlier today and um, you just happened to like know this information off the top of your head for some reason. And I told you the model number and yeah, it's good to 150. And I'm like, I'm pulling down 87. Yeah. Like I'm like half of what my modem is capable. So what, what's the fucking deal here? (laughs) Yeah. I just, you know, it's, it's Comcast. It's all the ISPs. They're all pulling their shenanigans. They're pulling their shenanigans with net neutrality right now. And we know how that's going to end up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's so it's so depressing. I don't even want to talk about it. But there is a lot of you know what, there is a lot of bullshit fear mongering out there where people are like, Oh, they're gonna block websites and stuff. They're not gonna do that. It's gonna be a lot more subtle. It's going to be the things that they used to do, like remember when it's honestly it's more nefarious what they're yeah. gonna do. Well, they're gonna do like what they did to what Comcast did to Netflix, you know, four years ago or something where they essentially made them pay a ransom to Comcast to be able to get their content to just work the same as everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I get it. Netflix makes up more traffic than anybody on the Internet. Well, so there is then, a lot of network load there. The, but. The, that's the problem that, uh, you know, that you have with a lot of these topics is that it's not quite black and white, even if it's you know even if it doesn't have a thousand shades of gray there there's only a couple but you know there there are arguments like okay comcast or you know netflix i think netflix accounts for like 30 percent of all traffic on the internet like that's insane yeah so what you're going to see again is you're going to see things like netflix having to pay a ransom to get their content but to work why properly. why does netflix have to pay when i'm paying to access it you're well, pay, you're paying both ways. It, well, exactly. Comcast wants to double dip, or in this case, triple dip, and you know that's the thing is they're going to make Netflix pay more to use their networks at a good speed, and then what's going to happen is that cost is going to be passed down to you because Comcast Netflix is going to increase their prices, right. and that's going to happen with a bunch of services. You know, I'm sure they're going to try to get. Microsoft and Sony over a barrel and they're going to say, Hey, you got people downloading a hundred gigabyte games on our network. We're probably going to have to slow that down for network management purposes. But if you were to pay us to, you know, uh, help you out, well, then we could deliver your full speed. Here's the funny thing though. You know, they could totally do that to Sony. They'll never get away with doing it to Microsoft. Because Microsoft, could, uh, you know, it's like, oh, you want to play that game? Oh, let's see what your Windows licenses run, are going to start costing you for the millions of computers that you run um, and your entire corporation. Yeah. You know, my, Microsoft is in a much better leverage situation there. Um, but you're right. They could totally do that to Sony. No, and it's going to happen with a lot of different things. And it's going to make it so much harder to get started and it's going to make the incumbents so much stronger i mean that's why you know companies like google they have to pretend that they're against this they're probably really not because they're the incumbent they're the one in control Mm -hmm. and if they really were against it if they wanted to really fuck with the isps they would have rolled out google fiber considerably more aggressively than they have but 
I think they discovered that it costs a lot more to be an ISP than they thought it was going to. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, as much as I hate AT&T and, uh, and Comcast, Comcast Time, Warner, Time Warner, you know, the Cox, they're all assholes. They're, yeah, I mean, they they're they are. Um, there is a simple truth that creating an infrastructure like that is extraordinary. And the only reason they've been able to do it is because they had been doing it for decades. And then, you know, whereas with AT&T, you know, you're replacing your, your phone line with fiber, but you've already got all the poles. You've got everything out there. So there are like, when you look at it from that perspective, you can kind of understand there's no reason for them to be so shitty about it, you know, but, is particularly to customers, but you know, the, you can kind of see some logic there. If you invested tons of money into this, you know, you don't want to just say, Oh yeah, sure. Come here. You put your stuff on our polls too. Well, and the bottom line and what it needs to come to is one day the internet does need to be treated like a utility. And I understand when you're Comcast or your AT&T or whoever, you don't want that because that means you're only going to be capped at making certain amounts of money. Well, and the goal is always to make as much money as possible, right? I think, I think, um, you know, when it comes to treating the internet as a utility, ultimately what needs to happen is there needs to be, the government needs to set like a, a, a standard of, um, of, of broadband that this is the very minimum that you need to give and it needs to be priced at this level. And, you know, that needs to be able to cover people doing things that they need to do. You know, they need to be able to file their taxes. They need to be able to interact with the doctors. They need to be inter- able to interact with the government and do official things. This is that tier. You want to sell them more than that? That's your prerogative. You yeah. know, you know, you because I, the argument is you don't need Netflix. Netflix is not ever going to be considered a utility no but access to information and access to your government like there are so many government things now the only way you really have to interact with it is through the internet like they don't want you mailing into your taxes anymore you know they make it a hassle to do that so but it all comes down to right now um as much as i'm i'm angered at um, pie Ajit Pai, uh, for how he's just blatantly lying to the American public. Trumpian levels of lying. Oh my God, this guy has the most punchable face on the fucking face of. The <laughs> I'd like to take that big Reese's oh. cup, that stupid coffee coffee cup, and just bop him over the head with it. He he is so, I like I almost respect it. Like he is so bold <laughs> in how fucking arrogant he is and just standing up there and lying through his fucking teeth as much as that drives me insane network investment has stopped since net neutrality yeah sure it has except when all the isp ceos have to talk to investors and then suddenly it hasn't weird right you mean the only time they're not allowed to lie otherwise they'll lose a shitload of money Hmm. yeah well so, so um, as, as much as I'm frustrated about that, the upside to it 
is that it is just a bureaucracy policy. And yeah, there are rules they have to, they're supposed to follow. Um, but the truth is, it, it, this would be a lot more upsetting to me if this was Congress passing a law. Well, then that might be where it goes. I don't think so. I think there's so many other things that they're worried about. They're not going to there's no reason to actually pass a law. Well, right not now. not not right now while the Republicans control it because they're already getting what they want without having to pass a law. Right. But if like let's say somehow the Republicans got some massive majority in the in the Senate and the House, they probably would pass a law then because it would be is let's say the next president's Democrat again. Well, a Democratic head of the FCC is just going to come in and change the rules. Well, and that's the problem we're seeing. And, and that is the major criticism that I have uh, of the Obama administration was, you know, you, you talk about... Like, when they had everything initially in the first term and they did nothing. Yeah, and now that was like, come on, guys. You guys could have done anything you wanted. And you're seeing the same thing with Trump. Oh they're yeah, gonna, they could do they could do almost anything they want right now, and the the left hand has no idea what the right hand's doing. No, they they're fucking just idiots. I mean, thank God. Yeah, but you, you know, it's just very frustrating to see um, government just not fucking be able to do shit. You know, this if we if God forbid he somehow gets reelected, uh, one I'm. I, I am finally going to call it and just go <laughs> move. move to New Zealand and just kind of chill out. No, only, only the rich, only the rich Silicon Valley types can afford homes in New Zealand. Bunkers, <laughs> yeah. bunkers in New Zealand. Have you heard about that? How oh, they're all God, buying yeah. up land out there. Yeah, That's amazing. Um, I can't wait for fucking Peter Thiel to be like, Oh shit, I got to run away from the nukes and then his plane like just doesn't make it. That's what really bothers me is when people who are members of the LGBT community, which Peter Thiel is whether he wants to be or not, or women are supporting people like Trump. And it's like do you guys are you even pretending to pay attention? How could you support someone who hates you so much? Just like when, yeah. just like when Caitlyn Jenner was out there supporting Donald Trump, this guy well, hates you. He hates you. Yeah, but you know, going back to getting back to net neutrality, you know, as long as, as long as it's not a law, um, we there's a there, they can always be undone, and it's actually it's probably been a good thing that it's not been set into law yet as the internet has been maturing and they've been figuring out you know we've kind of been figuring out what the internet is and what role is it going to play in society and i think we're getting to a point now where that's getting a lot more stable and we can probably finally sit down and start to actually write laws about it um and make decisions you just need you know competent politicians in there to do that I also love when Pi says that repealing the net neutrality rules will increase competition. Really? Yeah. Could you please show me one example of that ever happening? Mm. I would like one. <laughs> Just one. Yeah. So I got a new phone and, you know, the two things to talk about in general are one, the the Snapdragon 835 is a crazy chip and the battery life's insane. I know you're fairly new to Android, you Apple turncoat, but 
and I don't know if you've been paying attention to your screen on time on your Galaxy S8 super, super duper edition, but <laughs> screen on time on Android has always been, you know, and this is going to be different person to person, right? Based on your usage, mm-hmm. what types of things you like to do on your phone, how much you're on cellular versus Wi-Fi. But for my usage pattern on the Nexus 5X, I always got about four to five hours of screen on time. And I was, you know, pretty happy with that. It wasn't it wasn't great. It barely make it through a heavy day, but it was pretty good. The OnePlus 5T's battery life is bonkers. I charged it to 100% when it first came out of the box. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm just going to use it and just see yeah, how it, it is, see how it goes. And I installed apps, you know, I did all the general setup and then I just used it for, you know, your general stuff, web browsing, Reddit, YouTube, tons of porn, hours and hours of just endless porn, giant dicks. Yeah, it was amazing. So last night it finally got down to 15% and I went and looked in my battery settings and at 15%, the screen had actually been running for 10 hours and 20 minutes. Really? And that's, for me, that was, like, insane. I mean, this phone has real, like, two-day battery life. Hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, I was I was happy. That, so. that, that was, like, my iPhone with the giant battery <laughs> yeah. attached to it. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things about this phone is, once again, this is, you know, I like the phone, but it is too thin. And I've said the same thing about your S8. I think that phone's too thin. They're easier to hold when you actually have a case on them because it gives it a little bulk. It gives you something to actually grab onto on the sides. Yeah. If this phone was just made thick enough to make it even with the camera module, that would be so much easier to hold. And then you could fit more battery in there. Right. And there'd be no downsides. I don't buy into this whole thing of everything always has to get smaller and thinner. And the other thing I wanted to bring up is this phone has one of those two by one screen aspect ratios. I think like yours does, right? Yours is 18 by nine instead of 16 yeah, I think by nine. So. Wow. Yeah. So this is bullshit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just get right to it. The phone's a little big. It's essentially what it is. is it's a 5.5 inch screen, mm-hmm. but the bezels on the top and bottom have been shrunk to make it 18 by nine. If like, if you go and compare this to one plus five, which is a 5.5 inch screen, it's the exact same body size. Almost just this one has a six inch screen instead of a five and a half inch screen, but all the extra space is on the top and the bottom. And you know, it's nice, but it's really only useful for like web browsing. You know, if you're watching like video, you're going to get the black borders. Like you're on a old TV, like, like when TVs were transitioning from four, three content, you know, to 16 by nine. And I don't think 18 by nine content is ever going to be made. I no. think everyone's just going to stick with 16 by nine. But if you just took this phone and it had the exact same bezels, but it was just a five and a half inch 16 by nine screen the size would be amazing. It would be perfect because the one thing is, is when you have a giant up and down screen like this, you have absolutely no hope to reach the top of the screen when no. you're holding it in a normal way. And no. I have, and I mean, look, I have giant hands, Bob, these hands, they're, they're huge. amazing. They're just huge, huge, huge. 
So that's the thing I would say, you know, having it is the 18 by nine screen. Nice for, you know, like web browsing or whatever. Sure. It's okay. Is it necessary? Absolutely not. (laughs) You know, and it it would be so much better to be 16 by nine and just be, you know, that much smaller. Right. But so that would be my little review of things that actually matter. The rest of it is essentially it's Android. Android's great. iPhones suck deal with it iphones here's the problem with iphones they use used to be great um they well, just android surpassed them um yeah come on bob come on here, you're you're using shitty android and that is still surpassed the iphone i do really like my um my what the fuck do you call it um i do really like the essay for sure um the iphone was fine but that was that was part of the problem it was only just fine you know it's very expensive um everything you do on it i hated that I, if only if I could have simply just reassigned default apps. It, They're it, never going to give you that. I would probably still be on the iPhone. That's one of the biggest things is like I use Boost for Reddit to read Reddit. And on Boost for Reddit, you know, you can use Chrome custom tabs. And the way Chrome custom tabs works is whatever your default browser is, that's what opens through Chrome, right? Mm-hmm. So... If you're, you can do something like that in an iPhone, but on my Android phone, I can say, Hey, I want to use my brave browser and, (laughs) and, you know, I want it to open through Chrome custom tabs so I can use it in every interface. You know, I can use it in Gmail. I can use it in boost. Right. I can use it in YouTube, whatever. You can't do that on iPhones. Right. That's just bullshit. Yeah. Because, look, Safari has been out of date forever. Safari's a pain. As someone who does web development uh, for a living, Safari is my fucking nightmare. And you've been using Brave, right? I mean, Brave with just just Chrome with ad blocking built in, essentially. It's like the perfect internet web browser for mobile. Brave has worked very well for me. I do occasionally have to go into chrome for some things yeah but that's just because it's blocking things that are breaking certain websites which is to be expected when you're blocking so much stuff yeah and and that's fine i it's like maybe once every other day i have to open chrome for something but it does it and and that's where they're shooting themselves in the foot you know it's like it's the same thing is happening with loot crates you get to a point where you make it so uh, intrusive that all you want is to fucking do anything else. You you you'll you will st- like because uh, like I, I I read the Gizmodo sites um, pretty regularly. Um, Deadspin and Jalopnik are fucking hysterical to me. But you know, I was on there the other day and. You know, it does a pretty you know it does a pretty good job of blocking pop-ups, but then there's also sponsored content. 
And it can't but if you spots are cut. But if that, you're on the internet long enough, you can spot stuff like that. You can when your brain is turned on. The the problem is like so you're fucked like most of the time then yeah most of the time but like you know after uh, you know uh, when I'm coming home from work in the evening and I'm exhausted and I flip open my phone and I'm like oh I click a and I, and you won't necessarily realize it until you're like halfway through the post and then you kick yourself because you're like I should have known better but then there's a lot of shit that's like they've had articles on there recently where it's like learn how to use your chase credit card to get to redeem miles on southwest like this is just an ad well that's what they I mean look that is one of the that's downsides. not even sponsored content <laughs> that is one of the downsides of the fact that everyone's using an ad blocker right it's that you're going to get stuff like that to replace real ads yeah which I'm totally fine with that trade-off because I'm never not using an ad blocker. If I go to a website that's like, oh, you have to turn off your ad blocker to use our website. I just I'm like, go. okay, see you later. And I just leave. I never go to that website again. Like right. I think Forbes was doing that for a long time. Yep. I don't know if they're still doing it. And, you know, I don't need to read Forbes that bad. I'll go read this article somewhere else. Well, and Forbes is especially bad because it used to be. It's all contributing content now. Yeah, it's it used to be like a really good business magazine and this, that, and it. but now, yeah, it's just, I think I could get it. I bet you I could get an article in Forbes. You should try Alex. Go for it. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. Actually. Hi. Investigative journalism. Hi. I write for Forbes. I could have that. I could have that on my business card. You could. I write for Forbes. You good. That'd be pretty great. So, yeah, I mean, you know, the problem, the thing is too, and it's a value thing, you know, the one plus five T $500, no tax. Mm-hmm. The, the comparable phone would be like the Google Pixel XL2 or the Note 8. Right. I don't know what the Note 8 is right now because the Samsung phones are constantly being slashed in price. It's probably like $800. Right. It came out at 1000 though, I think. And the Pixel 2 XL is like 850 plus tax, so it's really like 910 or something. Sure. The only thing that's really better about that phone over my phone is the camera is amazing. Like the camera in the Pixel 2s blows everything else out of the water there's no denying that is mm-hmm. that camera worth four hundred dollars to me no fucking way <laughs> no fucking way it ain't and the screen is way better in this phone there's no reason a 900 dollars phone should have a bad screen but once again lg can't make phone screens you figure that out i have no fucking idea how any of it works <laughs> so bob let's get down to brass tacks because you've been playing on your phone for about 20 minutes i know what you're doing what? You're looking at prices for the lg b7 and that's not what i'm doing bob are you gonna buy this tv tell the people let's find right now this will be bob's last podcast because he's getting stabbed for sure <laughs> well i i was getting called out earlier you were you know, I think I she think was she's... challenging my manhood. Oh, she was for sure. There's no doubt. I'm not even going to sit here and argue with you. You know, I'd love to tell you when you're wrong. You're right. <laughs> she basically said, you won't do it, bitch. That's what I heard. You're beta male. <laughs> Cuck. <laughs> well, Alex, it's been fun. It's been fun. There's only really one thing left to say. Bob, hug me. Hold me tight.
This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>